The Gospel of Our Savior Jesus Christ According to John When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said of him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, Where did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. The Gospel of our Savior. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Happy Michaelmas! <laughs> the beginning of the, autumn of, the of the autumn harvest, with all the festivals that go with it. We're kind of deprived of those. In England, this is a big one. Uh, the Morris dancers are out, and there's glorious displays on the altar, and there are fets with all the last produce and people are winning prizes for the largest uh, marrow, which we call a zucchini. Um, a new term begins now in the English universities. There are lots of lovely traditional things. But why the Archangel Michael and the heavenly host? We hear a lot about angels the three who visited Abraham and stayed for dinner. Perhaps it is good to remember Paul's admonition uh, in the letter to the Hebrews. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. And then there is Jacob, we just heard, who dreamt that he saw angels descending and uh, ascending and descending, but the Lord God stood separate and above them. And then there was that wrestling match, which left him with a broken hip. Whoever then there was who was wrestling with him, it was no sweet, chubby putty who flew off a Hallmark card. The angels bring nice, warm, fresh bread and water to Elijah before his 40-day hike up the mountain to have a chat with God. And an angel gives, uh, the angel Gabriel gives Zechariah a message and strikes him mute for his arrogance. That same Gabriel, he delivers the message to Mary, the most important message and the most important role in all of history to any human. The various narratives of men in white robes who are sitting in the empty tomb, and over and over again, we're told of angels who act for God as messengers, as spirits, as people. From the angels, that celestial bouncer who escorted Adam and Eve out of the garden to the angels who will surround Christ descending in glory on the last day. There are angels. But how do they fit into their theology or our lives? 
Some have said that they're intermediaries between people and God. But after Jesus sacrificed, uh, sanctified us, and his Abba adopted us, why do we need advocates other than the Holy Spirit? God as advocate. Or as we read in Hebrews, in the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times in various ways. But these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he reported, appointed heir of all things. That was the Protestant point of view from the very beginning of the Reformation. Yet scripture keeps throwing angels at us. While we may choose to think of God as a celestial power, whirling with the creation of galaxies and whole universes embedded in every quark of matter. Yes, God, the, the, God, the, God is the God particle, uh, that the boson, which is the God particle, personified. But that isn't very comforting if you need a personal God. That is why God sent himself in the incarnation. Jesus was a man who acted out God's presence in the real world with us. If you were picturing God as some, let's say, sometimes before the Bronze Age, you're seeing him as, as, as at least a king, and kings need a retinue, a court. Filled with seneschals and heralds and marshals, oh my. Seneschals and heralds and marshals, oh my. And armor bearers and cup bearers and messengers. So, of course, God isn't some whirling immaterial force, but a king with a royal entourage. First angels, soon saints, and eventually, God willing, all of us. we will be the inheritors of that salvation. But we're not angels. Or as the psalmist says, what are human beings that you are mindful of the mortal that you care for them, yet you have made them a little lower than God and crowned them in glory? Yes, we are God's servants, but so are angels. But angels never got that crown of glory. Perhaps another way to approach angels is to look at demons or devils. If you look away with an embarrassed smile and say, we're moderns, we don't believe in them. We have physics and psychology to keep us warm. I would point out that if we are here in church, we believe that a middle-income first-century Jewish construction worker took up religion as an itinerant preacher, taught reform of the Jewish faith, probably for Jews, Gentiles, and Romans alike, got himself killed and walked out of his tomb and floated off to heaven somewhere to resume being God and sent part of himself back down to enter each of us who got splashed or dunked in his name. I believe every word of it. And in that world of mystery, there are demons and angels and lesser gods and goddesses. Spirits are everywhere. But how do we deal with demons? Well, Jesus told us how. 
you tell them to go away in his name and pray. And they go away. That's what exorcism is all about. As for angels, for one, we don't worship them. They aren't really saints the way your grandmother is. I mean, your sainted grandmother. She was a person who lived a life, or your grandfather, or your, one of your ancestors, and all the saints that we celebrate. They all made mistakes. They're humans. And they overcame them and became saints because Jesus forgives them their sins. And they keep searching for God. That's what makes us saints. We're all saints. But these great archangels are old friends. Michael for warrior strength, Gabriel for hope, Raphael for healing. So if they get saved before their name, that's okay with me. But we pray to Jesus and his Father through the Holy Spirit. And the angels and saints are welcome to join our prayer. And I suspect if I didn't have a guardian angel or a squad of them, I would have been dead 10 times over. I take risks and God hasn't finished with me yet. So yes, I'll take that angelic help early and awful, often and thank God for it. Trust me, every time I'm driving across the bridge now in the dark on Sunday morning, it's please Jesus and the angels are with me. Thank God. Let us pray. St. Mark, St. Michael, servant of our Lord, pray for us, mighty warrior. By God's will, sheathe your sword and end this plague. St. Gabriel, servant of our Lord, pray for us, mighty messenger. By God's will, appear to the leaders of the world and bring peace and mercy. St. Raphael, servant of the Lord, pray for us, mighty healer. By God's will, bring rains to the parched earth and calm the storms which flood the land. And this we pray to almighty God. Father and Creator, the Son and Savior, and the Holy Spirit, Advocate and Guide, one God, now and forever. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.